Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. A lot of people that get concerned, you know, when ministries change and they change sizes. You guys monitor my sound out there because I have no idea how loud or soft I am. People are worried that ministries will change when buildings change. Probably a lot of you didn't think we had 700 people, did you? Because we had all the split services and we're jammed into a tile store. <laughs> a lot of people attend this church. Amen? Yeah. Nothing's going to change. I'm not changing at all. You might think, will he, would he really roll the dice? and say things that could possibly cause him to lose this building and all these people that are coming. Absolutely freaking yes. Without hesitation. I don't even think twice about it. You need to understand something. Buildings and people are not my God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Almighty God. Those, the Trinity is my God. I don't hesitate. I'm not worried about it at all. You're going to hear some things today that will probably offend you. And what you need to do is ask yourself, what, why is it that I'm offended? And what exactly is it that's offending me? Is it the chubby guy or is it the Bible? Always ask yourself that question. Is it the guy or is it the word of God that's offending me? If it's the guy, ponder on it. If it's the word of God, submit to it. That's how it works. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Grateful to be in here. Hope pretty much said everything, but I give my personal thanks to everybody. Driving me crazy that there's a hole in the roof right here, but I'll try to put that out of my mind. Is he really that type A? Yep, I am. I want it to be perfect. I want God's house to be perfect. We will make this. There's, there's lots. It's kind of in some ways, you can see if you really look close, a little bit taped together this morning because we only had a month. We really didn't even have a month. We had about 28 days max. It's absolutely miraculous that we're in here. Some of you are absolute dogs. And by that, if you're playing football, you know that's a compliment. You are dogs, man. You get jobs done that never could be done outside of just being a dog and sticking with it and being here at four o'clock in the morning and getting it done. I just thank you guys so much for all of that. COVID update. Are you ready? Told you I wasn't going to change. Now, if you are new, I want to advise you. Understand something now. What you got to do is you got to hang on for at least a month. Just come even though you hate it. Ask the people around you today, how long did it take before I, you stopped hating this church? It'll take somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 60 days, but ask the Holy Spirit, should I continue to come because is anything being said that isn't true? If truth is offending you, understand that you're living a lie. Amen. If you're very comfortable in the situations that we're in right now, 
A lot of people right, right now, I told you now, this is going to come. This is going to offend a lot of people. See, what happened in this country is, I guess I'm going to stand in this pocket right here because the mic doesn't work anywhere past the podium. So I'm going to stay right here. I don't want you to think I'm a religious preacher. I'd like to walk around and be outside the pulpit, but the microphone ends right here. Same as the old church. Must be like a devil attached to this, this pack right here. But you need to understand something. I said this on the podcast last night, and everybody needs to cool their jets on the Ukraine. You know, I think America needs to learn from Vietnam. America needs to learn from Korea. America needs to learn from Afghanistan. America needs to learn from the Baltic states. America needs to learn from Iraq and numerous other incursions that some fights are not ours. And I know everybody wants to jump in. Russia, Russia, Russia. Just for the record, Vladimir Putin is evil. Everybody got it? I'm going to say it two more times so you don't meet me at the door. Vladimir Putin is evil. Vladimir Putin is evil. There you go. If I was to pick a side, I would pick Ukraine. But I'm not gonna, I would not put United States Marines in Ukraine. I would not do as Adam Kinsey or Tom, you should you just preach straight out politics from the pulpit. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? I know I'm looking at some faces. Like, what in the world did I walk into? This is what the church should be doing. The church should be donning black robes and getting involved. So we should be learning. I don't think, as Adam Kinzinger said, that we should be having no-fly zones. We have American F-15s shooting down Russian MiGs. I don't think that that's a good idea. How, what would we do if we won? After all the silos are activated, the nuclear subsurface and shoot off the, all their intercontinental ballistic missiles. Explain to me what we've won. Oh, we, we're on the side of democracy. How many of you know that the Ukraine is not a democracy? It's a, there it is again. What in the world, man? You gonna try it, Aaron? All right. Thank you. One, two, nope. Check it, one, two. Check it, one, two. Check one, two. It's not there. There, it's starting to work. No, no, I'll stick with this. I'll stick with this for now, yeah. I'll just stay right here in my pocket. You guys are doing a great job back there. Jesse, I love you. Bobby, I love you. All you guys, I appreciate all the tech guys. Seriously, you did a great job. I'm just making fun of you. Make fun of everybody. But everybody needs to understand something. They, they tell you democracy, 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 just like they told you vaccines would stop the virus. It's not a democracy. Zelensky has put in prison all of his political opponents. I repeat, all of his political opponents. Sound like a democracy to you? All oppo media, all opposition media has been shut down in Ukraine long before this ever happened. You call that a democracy? If Nancy Pelosi calls it a democracy, it's not. What they do is they define democracy. They go ahead and they define it themselves. Look at how they define democracy in America. You have one six protesters right now still languishing in prison in solitary confinement for, for committing misdemeanors at the most and really an FBI setup. 
And they're sitting in prison right now for a year. Listen, I was a cop for 25 years, 1992 to 2017. And I arrested a guy for slashing another man's throat at the Hoosier Bar in Nokomis, and he spent three years in prison. And you've got people in prison right now in the D.C. Metro Jail, alone in solitary confinement, where medical care is refused to them, religious services are refused to them, and what's their crime? Unlawful parading. And they're still there. You call this a democracy? A democracy with a ban? Any conservative off social media, that's a democracy? Fraudulent elections, that's a democracy. So they define democracy. Vaccine mandates, we can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR-coded mark of the beast. See, they define democracy and then attack you for attacking it. And then they call you anti-democratic if you attack. Their version of democracy, which is not democracy at all, so understand, am I choosing Vladimir Putin? Absolutely not. If I had to choose, I'd choose Ukraine. But I am not going to jump lock, stock, and barrel into Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's war. And here's the thing. Isn't it kind of funny that all the vaccine stats are coming out, and lo and behold, there's a war starting. I mean, COVID's, COVID's off, off the news. I'm endlessly trolling the news. There's some people that are forcing it back in because they're actually fighting the narrative. But isn't it rather odd that as the truth starts to come out, the very truth that we have prayed to come out, lo and behold, there's a war. I could get more and more into that, and I might as the message goes on. I don't know, but here's the COVID stats for you, and this is why they're running. Now, if you've caved to COVID, yes, <laughs> somebody has left your dog in the car the cops are out there if you have a dog if you want to wait for like 30 seconds so it's not really embarrassing to get up you can but the dogs you know needs to be evacuated out of the car which by the way I hope they have a slim gym that works if not you're gonna have to break the window the way that it works so there's a dog out in the car <laughs> these are all firsts <laughs> these are all firsts <laughs> Never had that announcement before. I thought she was going to tell me that we're out of sausage. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Get your dog. Get your dog. Here's what they're running from. Are you ready? Here's a study that came out of Scotland. And by the way, I'll give you this. Everybody's always asking me for sources. Public Health Scotland. That's a bastion of right-wing conservatism. No. Public Health Scotland put out these statistics. And by the way, we don't put these out. I'll give you this. Right now, the CDC is hiding vaccine hospitalization rates. Why would they do that all of a sudden? Well, luckily, we got Russia, Russia, Russia. Where did I get that story from? The New York Times. The CDC refuses to put out vac vaccinated hospitalization rates. Hospital hospitalization rates for those who are vaccinated. Why? Because they say that they could be misinterpreted. 
We can't put our big boy pants on, our big girl pants on, and interpret them ourselves. Luckily, we have Rochelle Walensky, who's a college professor who's never treated a patient in her life, in charge of the CDC, telling us, you know, we're not going to release the hospitalization rates for the vax because they might be misinterpreted. They're also hiding the studies for the booster effectiveness. They refuse to release them. Why would you ever refuse to release anything? I refuse to release nothing. If you asked me at the door today, which would be incredibly inappropriate, but if you asked me at the door today, what do you get paid at the church? I'll tell you, I'm not afraid to say what I get paid here. I'm not afraid of telling you what we spent. We spent $200,000 on air conditioners. You know why? Because the old church, I guess, just thought 1986 was where you stopped with AC. <laughs> Along with roofing. If this offends you and you're from the old church, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. When it, when it rains, when it rains and inside your building you hear waterfalls, you should have plugged the roof two decades ago. Told you now. Dangerous in here. I haven't even gotten to the Bible yet. Came out that Moderna, Moderna who is partners with the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, they partnered with their vaccine, sharing in the profits. For those of you who know, CDC is not a government institution. It's a bunch of privately funded laboratory technicians, scientists, who pull their own patents at taxpayer expense and profit off of them. That's absolute fact, by the way. As you have 75 congressmen and women who own Pfizer stock and then mandate that you take the Pfizer vaccine. Notice none of them own the Moderna stock. That's weird because they didn't really mandate that. I mean, they mandated Moderna too, but they focused on Pfizer. Moderna is far less than Pfizer in this country. I wonder why that is when Congress owns Pfizer too. But don't worry, don't worry. Put your heart at ease. It's all about your health. But it turned out this week, by the way, the Moderna CEO sold off $400 million of his own stock. Suddenly, strange, isn't it? Well, it's weird because then the news came out that they looked under the microscope of the alpha variant, the original variant of COVID-19, and guess what they found? A patented Moderna material. So patented Moderna genetic material was found in the original virus. It's all over the news. It is not right-wing conspiracy theory. So they found Moderna material in the Wuhan Institute of Virology where this virus was manufactured. And by the way, Moderna, the FDA, and the CDC has known this from day one. It's like Anthony Fauci has known from day one that this was a lab-made, man-made virus and said absolutely nothing as he came up to every podium he could find and pontificated his idiocy. But don't worry, if you've taken the vax, we will pray for you that every, every scintilla 
of that liquid death gets leached out of your body and all of its damages healed in Jesus' name. Tom, why do you talk so much about the vaccine? Because the vaccine is all about one thing, and that is getting to the vaccine passport. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. How on earth is anybody preaching anything else this morning? Other, other, other than the proliferation of the vaccine passports around the globe. Where do you get that from? Well, let's look. What's, what's going on in America right now? Well, we don't have to worry about that. It's Australia. That's Canada. That's the truckers. Thank goodness they fought. Thank goodness the truckers fought all the evangelical battles in Canada. The battles, the battles that the evangelicals refused to fight because they're a bunch of cowards. Luckily, a bunch of unsaved, mainly, truckers fought the battle for them. And maybe bought their country a few more years outside, outside of the wing or outside of, of un, being under the wing of totalitarianism. What's happening in America? No, nothing. Those are all those other countries. You ever heard of the National Vax Pass? It's called the Smart Card. It's in about approximately 31 states and spreading to red states as red states can't wait to take it up. Watch it closely here in Florida. I love DeSantis, he'll probably stand, but you gotta watch the other weak-kneed conservatives that aren't truly conservatives. They're people pleasers. The smart card, write it down, and stand. Well, that means I won't be able to get in, don't go in. You'll be all right not going into a restaurant. If we stand, we won't have to put up with it. If everybody would have stood back in March of 2020, we, we wouldn't be seeing, you know what? You wouldn't be seeing a war right now in Ukraine. Oh, Tom, how can you blame everybody for that? I mean, how is it? I mean, come on, Tom. You know, we, we just wanted to see how dangerous it was. Is that, oh, is that a Bible verse? Wait to see how dangerous it is before you stand in the word of God. Oh, is that in Satan? Chapter 7, the book of Satan, chapter 7, verse 6, 6, 6. You stand now. They tell you to put a mask on your face. You go, no, whatever I bind is bound. Don't need a mask. Thank you. That's what you do. Period. Is that radical? Do you read the Bible? See, Christians have been spoon-fed. A progressive, liberal Christianity that is not in the Bible. And they're going to be stunned on the day of judgment. And many Christians are going to be stunned on the day of judgment that they don't get into heaven. Even though they wear the name Christian. Scottish COVID-19 stats. You thought I forgot. I didn't. 72% of Scotland is fully vaccinated. 28% is not, of course. Cases in Scotland, cases of COVID-19 amongst the vaxxed and unvaxxed. Ready? Cases, 85.8% of all COVID-19 cases in Scotland are among the fully vaxxed. 14% for the unvaxxed. You know what these are? Facts. That's it. Hospitalizations. Remember, they said, you know what? The vaccination is going to stop transmission. The vaccination is going to stop infection, right? And then it didn't. So then they said, well, you know what? You get all these idiot celebrities that come out with they've caught COVID four times because they have ADE now. 
They can't fight off anything, antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. They can't fight anything off now, so they get COVID over and over and over again, and the doctor tells them what? Thank goodness you have the vaccine. And they put that out on social media. My doctor said, thank goodness you have the vaccine, otherwise this will be far more severe. You're in the hospital. I don't get idiocy. I, I get ignorance, but I don't understand stupidity. I don't get it. Cases in Scotland, there you go, hospitalizations. What's supposed to be prevented, the fallback position of the globalist elitist. It'll keep you from being hospitalized. Hospitalized, could prevent you from hospitalization. How's the, what is the word? Hospitalized? Hospitalized. Hospitalized. I messed that up on the podcast too. I get frozen on that word for some reason. So hospitalizations in Scotland, 78.5% are fully vaxxed. It's 21% unvaxxed. So if you want to be hospitalized, get vaxxed. But luckily the vaccine stops death. Whoops! 79.5% of all COVID deaths in Scotland are fully vaccinated. 20% unvaccinated. Well, of course, Tom, because you saw 72% of the country's vaccinated. Yeah, but it's supposed to stop that. You see the idiocy of that argument? Well, of course, Tom. It, you know, 78% of hospitalizations and, and, and COVID deaths, 79.5% uh, of COVID deaths are fully vaccinated because that's, that's the portion of the, of, the, of, the, of the population that's vaccinated. That makes absolutely no sense. It's supposed to stop all those things. But people just buy right in. Last one I'll tell you, and I'll actually preach a message. Africa statistics. Africa has 1.3 billion people. 1.3 billion people. How many COVID deaths do they have? Now this is, remember, I don't believe any of these numbers. I'm just using their numbers against them. How many COVID deaths do they have? 222,000. What's their vax rate? In all of Africa, 7%. Now let's compare that to America. Using their numbers. The USA, with a population of only 330 million, has 940,000 COVID deaths. 940 is a little more than 222. Vax rate is 70%, 61 to 70%, depending on who you look at. So explain to me how it is with a far smaller population, we have almost five times their COVID deaths. Could it be the vaccination? Well, it could be, and it is. The reports coming out of the perfect Petri dish, I won't get into that this morning, is the DOD. It's coming out. Need to follow people like Thomas Rents in the DOD lawsuit, and multiple now what over 100 high-ranking officials inside the military have signed on with what the vaccination is doing to our troops. I always keep it with me to give you a brief synopsis. Heart attacks in the military, remember this now. 
This is from 2016 to 2020. What were the averages? 16 to 20 when there was no vaccine in comparison to 2021 when there is a vaccine. Let's look. Heart attacks in the military from 16 to 20 were 612 per year. That went up a smidge in 2021 to 1,650, and that's only 10 months of the year. I'll go over this briefly because I know you've heard it before. Bell's palsy used to be 312 cases a year from 16 to 20. That went up just a little, 312 per year. In 2021, it went up just a little bit, 393% actually, to 3,438 in one year. It's a little bit of an increase, amen? MS, multiple sclerosis. They used to have about 313 cases reported per year in the military that went up 487% in 2021 alone, to 3,444 cases. Neoplasms, skin cancer, used to get 10,000 cases a year. That went up to 115,000 in a year. These are, this is all absolute fact, indisputable fact, and it's the vaccine. Spontaneous abortion and miscarriages in all of the military, they used to have about 418 per year. Now it's almost 4,700. It's an absolute fact. An increase of just a little bit of 306%. HIV went up 590%. Chest pain went up 1,529%. Neurological disorders went up 1,000%. Hypertension went up 2,181%. Multiple, I already did that one. Female infertility went up 472%. Testicular cancer went up 370%. It's all a fact. The very exact same people who are responsible for butchering the unborn to the tune of 41 million per year worldwide are the same people pimping and whoring the vaccine. Amen. We're going to focus here, starting the message on Matthew chapter 24, 3 through 8. Now, when I start this, it's going to sound a little ominous, but don't worry, we're going to rise. We're going to rise off of the ground like a, like a plane taking off. Matthew 24, 3 through 8, the signs of the times and the end of the age. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be, the end of the age? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed that no one deceives you. If it's not the Bible, it's deception. If what your pastor is telling you to do is not the word of God, it's deception. Understand when Jesus says in Matthew 24, 24, that many false Christs will come. It won't just be people calling themselves Jesus. It'll be people with a false gospel. Love this and love that. A love that trumps the word of God. A love that pushes aside the Bible. Put a mask on your face. Lock down your church. Preach that transgenderism is okay. We need to love them. Yeah, of course you love them, but not at the obfuscation of the truth. Well, you know, we're very proud that homosexuals feel comfortable in our church. They shouldn't feel comfortable. They should feel loved. How do you love them? Speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15. That's how you build the church. 
You don't build the truth by avoiding love. Love rejoices in the truth. 1 Corinthians 13, 6. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. So what do you do? Do you know what Christians do with that? They all freak out. I need to worry. Got to batten down the hatches. No, no, let's go spend a half a million dollars on a building. Well, the economy this and the economy, that's not my economy. My God shall supply all my needs, not Joe Biden. I'm not worried about what Joe Biden's doing. Talk, talk about a bottomless well. Worrying about what Joe Biden will do? Talk about a vacuous pit. He's in Delaware right now behind his wall that he won't let you have. And you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. So what do you do? Well, the Christians, have you seen the blood moon? Freak out. It's not what you do. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Go live your life. Go live. You want to have babies? Go have babies. You want to buy a house? Go buy a house. Live your life. Jesus said it. See that you are not troubled. So what if I am troubled? You're wrong. If you're up at night, if you're watching one Fox News broadcast, look at that missile explode in the Ukraine. Look at that missile explode in the Ukraine. Look at that Russian tank. Look at that Ukraine tank. You're all troubled about it. Why are you troubled? What are you going to do about it anyway? You strapping it on and going over there? See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Jesus is going to come back any second. No, he's not. Do you read your Bible? Read the Bible. Stop reading books about people who have read the Bible. Stop reading books about people who are writing books about the Bible and actually read the Bible. You will know that Jesus is going to come back right about at Revelation 14. That's where I stand. But if you're not, if you're like, you know what, I'm pre-trib, mid-trib, 75%, 91.7% trib, whatever you are, understand you just fall right back into Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about that day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, not even Jesus, because he has to be told in Revelation 14 to go and harvest the earth by an angel sent by God. No one knows, so it doesn't matter what you do. Sit there and go, you know what, I'm gonna enjoy my life. We'll set this all up, don't worry. How can you enjoy your life? What are you gonna do about it? Who by worrying can add any height to their stature? Can't. So what's the point of worrying? Tom, do you, you don't stay up at night worrying about the vaccine passport? You certainly yell about it a lot. No. I just try to save people from it. I don't want you to have a mark on your right hand or on your forehead. I don't want that for you. For nation will rise against nation, we're in Matthew 24, 7, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes, and in various places. All these are the what? The beginning. Christians all think it's the end. It's the beginning of sorrows. It's the beginning of sorrows. 
Wars and rumors of war, it's all of Jesus come back any second. No, he's not. There's certain requisites that have to be made. Has he opened any seals yet? You're like, what on earth is this guy preaching? It's just like Josiah and the priests and the scribe for most Christians. What I'm preaching to you is the Bible. Most Christians are as unfamiliar with the Bible as the Democratic Party is with the Constitution. Oh, we just rejoice that all the conservatives get banned off social media. It's a private company after all. You can do whatever they want. Oh, really? So private companies can do whatever they want. You're like, Tom, where are you going? I don't know. I don't know. I just preach. Whatever pops in and I want to say it, I just say it. I got me and myself marked right here. Bam. So a private company can do whatever they want. So if I own an apartment complex, I can say no white people. Private company, try that. Just switch it to black. Try it sometime. No Hispanics allowed. Oh, here's the worst one. No gay people. Private company, I can do whatever I want. Then you flip it. When the baker tried to not make a cake for a homosexual wedding, suddenly we're, the, the private company rule gets just washed away. Funny how that works, isn't it? You know what we have is the First Amendment. If you're a platform and not a publisher, you say whatever you want outside of pornography and violence. That's the way it should be. But that's not in their definition of democracy. But we gotta go fight for democracy in a country that's not a democracy. We gotta have a vaccine passport to stop transmission using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission. You have to marvel at the genius of Satan. Seriously. It's, it's amazing that he gets this many people to buy into lunacy. I told you this last week. I can't remember which service I made. I did in both. Everybody's standing around the Ivy League swimming championships. Oh, congratulations, Leah Thomas, who is fully penised. And it's the female championships. Yes, I said penis. Why not? Everybody stands around and claps, including the parents of the girls whose lives he's destroying. Gleefully, look how enlightened we are. Just like 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Look how enlightened we are. That we have a man sleeping with his father's wife and we accept it. Look at our grace, the church says. And Paul writes, expel the wicked man from among you. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. You don't accept lunacy to appease the lunatics. You don't, you don't accept stupidity to appease and not offend the stupid. Yeah, but I'll lose relationships. My mom won't like me anymore. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Do not suppose that I've come to bring peace on earth. You prepared to lose family relationships? Already have. 
I've told you this before. If I walk into a family gathering, which by the way, they're planning one. <laughs> For the first time in two years, now that the pandemic has settled. That's my family, by the way. You know what'll happen when I walk in there? Is I'll walk in there with some shirt that says something. <laughs> I may walk in there with a shirt that says, not vaccinated because I'm not stupid. I have that shirt. <laughs> and I'd be the only one in that room not vaccinated outside if hope comes with me. Tommy's already said he refuses. Norma will negotiate and see if we can get her to go. She's probably out. <laughs> and I walk in there, it's Darth Vader music, man. Who cares? What am I going to do about it anyway? What do you do in the midst of the world right now? In this world that we say where Jesus says, you will hear wars of rumors of wars. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. And these are the beginnings of sorrows. What do you do? Enjoy your life. Stand Win, prosper in all that you do. That's what you do. Look at me now. You can trust me. You can trust me in this because I'm telling you what the word of God says. Satan will never dominate this earth. As long, I'll just use us as an example. As long as Foundation Church is here. You can't. It's not allowed. Tom, you're the only game in town? No, as long as Jonathan Shuttlesworth's here. As long as Rodney Hour Brown's here and other churches that stood. Greg Locke's here. Archer Pulaski's here. People who actually stood. I can tell the sections of the building that wore masks. You need to repent. You need to say these vaunted words. I was wrong. As a matter of fact, add, a, add another word to it. We'll make it four words. I was freaking wrong. <laughs> so you should be saying now, look at this world. When you have the book of Revelation, chapter 13, 16 through 18, unfolding before your very eyes, you were wrong. You were wrong to ever give an inch for a second. But all you need to do is say, I was wrong. When you have screwed up your life as much as I have screwed up mine, I'm a master at those three words. I go to people all the time. I was wrong. I bite Aaron and Will's head off during the podcast. You've probably seen it. Come on, come on, faster. What, what's going on? What's happening? It's always my fault. I always have the slides out of order. So when you're that way, and you're immature, like I am, you need to go to those people and say those vaunted words. I was wrong. Why won't you do it? You know, that's why your marriage stinks, right? You won't say it. And I don't know why my wife won't sleep with me. That's why. I prefer sex to being right. When I'm already wrong. 
in the midst of all of this, you prosper. You win, you stand. Satan can't dominate an earth with a living church. It's impossible. The body of Christ is here. How many of us there are, I do not know. Not many. Not many. We need to win a whole other generation because my generation all grabbed their ankles and quick. They got, they got turkey basted by Anthony Fauci. You wonder what the Caboose Cafe was. Injected with a turkey baster. The church led the way, marching down the road with their hands on their ankles. What do we do? What would you have us do? I want you to jump higher with your hands on your ankles. Picture that. Go ahead. Picture it. You know, where, does, where does this come? This is the word of God. Listen, Jesus says in Revelation chapter three, verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. And you're worried about grabbing ankles? Truth is truth. If you blew it, you blew it. I've blown up my entire Christian life. How, Tom, how can you say that? You're up there pastoring. Because here's the thing. I'm the only one of I'm it. All the nice people are unwilling to open the Bible and preach it. So he has to go to the mean guy. The immature mean guy who's at his son's MMA fight fronting up another MMA fighter because he told my son to F off and I'm in his face. Pastor of Foundation Church. <laughs> and I would not have won that fight unless Tommy intervened. <laughs> I'm not telling you that I've arrived. I'm telling you what's in the Bible. You will not be able to say when I see you in heaven, Tom, you didn't tell me, tell me the truth. Or when you're looking at me, up from hell, from that sulfur pit of burning fires, the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone, where you're begging for somebody to put a drop of water on your tongue, you will not be able to say, Tom Lipley didn't tell me. Because I'm telling you, you must stand. You try to put a muzzle on your face, you tell them no. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. My mouth will speak out of the abundance of my heart, the praises of God in Jesus' mighty name. So you prosper, you win, and you stand. Jesus said, Matthew 7, 24 and 25, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended. Oh, that's horrible. The flood came, terrible. The winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon the rock. So Tom, it's all just lilies in the field. It's all gonna just be great all the time. No, there's certain vulnerabilities that we have, which we'll get into. Revelation chapter two, eight through 11. The persecuted church. And to the angel of the church in Samaritan, right? There's only two. Only two out of the seven churches in Revelation chapter two and three. Only two were solid. 
Only two were solid. These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation, poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Did it happen? Artoplowski's in prison right now. The man who was on this stage, how long ago is it, babe? I don't know, six, seven months ago? On the other stage, not this one. He's coming back in April. He's kind of going back and forth right now because he's in prison. What's he in prison for? Mischief. He preached the gospel at the trucker rally. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you in prison. That could happen. You know where you'll be happiest? Right there. Way happier than kowtowing to the globalist, elitist, leftist baby butchers. You're better off in prison. For some of you, I know this is the only service that you're ever gonna attend at this church. (laughs) I urge you, read the Bible. Or you have people leave it out the back. That's why, by the way, that is why my wife said, right here, prison, don't let me forget, Aaron. Revelation 2.10, don't let me forget. This is why my wife wanted to get this church open in March. That's what she wanted to shoot for March. And by the way, she was right. But I wouldn't let it happen. The reason why I wouldn't let it happen is because we had so many people coming into our parking lot at, what is it, 3385 South Access Road? Or is it 3885? 3385 South Access. I should know that after 15 years, but I don't. That is, I don't care. I don't send letters. But people were pulling into our parking lot and leaving. There's no place to park and there's no place in the building. Which may, we may have to have, all you, need, all you people need to stay. You need to try this. You need to try the Bible for a while. And you really do. You need to try it. We'll love you. Right after I'm done, right after I'm done, then you'll get to meet all the loving people. Aaron's very sweet. My wife's very sweet. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you in prison, that you may be tested and will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. He who has Christians die for the gospel every day. We're not immune to that. We'll go over that. You're immune to everything else and every other form of death. You are actually immune to it because whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. It's that, well, that sounds like a health and wealth gospel. Then that's, if, if the Bible is a health and wealth gospel, Amen. then go ahead and convert. Yeah. Yeah. He who has, has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. So there you got the bad. Revelation 3, 7 through 13. The faithful church. So you had the persecuted church, people being thrown in prison, even people being persecuted unto death, 
at the same time that you have the faithful church, both of them, is Smyrna and Philadelphia, both of them highly esteemed in the eyes of Jesus himself. He says about the faithful church of Philadelphia, these things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. People wonder, aren't you, aren't you afraid to say certain things? No, God has opened a door for me and for you if you're willing to speak the truth that nobody can shut. Nobody can shut it. I love all the Christians who are offended. And I genuinely do. I love them. And they believe that there's a church that's suppressing them or a pastor who won't let them do what they're supposed to do. There is no pastor that could stop it if it's God. It's you. It's you. It's a door that God would open that no one could shut. You don't think, you don't think that I would have been shut down by now if somebody could shut it? They try to shut us down every broadcast on Facebook. Suddenly we're off Facebook. I get this, no, Aaron's to my left of the podcast. We're off Facebook again. What do we do now? I don't know. Then we just restart and get all the people back. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have, and, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet. Tom, that sounds blasphemous. This is Jesus talking. Jesus is being blasphemous of Jesus? And to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command, I told you, we're in the beginnings of sorrows. You will not see anything after Revelation chapter 14. It doesn't belong to you. Now, some people believe it's Revelation too. Go ahead, I don't care. Just understand that the earth will never be dominated by Satan as long as there's a living church. One, one living church. I don't care if it's in Kosovo or Zimbabwe or South Africa or Tampa, Florida, or North Fort, Florida. As long as there is one living church, Satan cannot dominate the earth. What time we start this service? 10 o'clock? All right. <clears throat> because you have kept my command to persevere, Revelation 3.10, here's your guarantee. I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole earth, which shall come upon the whole world to, to test those who dwell on the earth. It doesn't belong to you. You'll escape all that. Jesus will come with a sickle and harvest you from the earth and you will return with him to rule and to reign. There's nothing to be upset about. I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Pillar. My pillar will have love handles, but it will be a pillar. And he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God. This is you. This is not an angel. You're just like Jesus. 
Oh, Tom, whoa, 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 you are. Who is man? Who is man? Psalm chapter eight, verses four and five. What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. Do you know that he said the exact same thing about Jesus? Because for a temporal period of time, Jesus was esteemed lower than the angels and now is higher than the angels. You are in the same exact covenant. This is you. You will, you will, as the Bible says, you'll judge angels. That's the, can you have a mental health day? You spend time in depression? Why? He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So there you go. Where, is anything bad in that one? No, because the only thing that can happen to you is two things. The only threat to your life is martyrdom, ordained by God. That's it. The other bad thing that can happen to you is persecution. The other bad thing that can happen to you is you do have a lifespan. The AMA will tell you that it's 77. The average age of COVID death is 79. The average age of death in America is 77. It's a pandemic. Well, you have to act like it's a pandemic because you got to make the lunatics feel comfortable and unoffended. If there's no such thing as a pandemic, when those who are dying of the pandemic are dying at older ages than the average age of death in the country. You put a mask on your face? For what? Well, I'm older, I'm 80. Okay, what's the survival rate for an 80 year old? 95.6% with comorbidities. Mask up our kids. They're still masked all over the country. Super Bowl, nobody's masked. The very next day in LA County, Super Bowl, you got 78,000 people in an enclosed area, shoulder to shoulder, closer than you are right now to your neighbor. Every, nobody's masked, and the very next day, 78,000 students went to school in that same county fully masked. But it's all about your health. No, it's all about distancing you, dominating you, controlling you, and marketing you, and marking you for profit. <laughs> Read the Bible. Matthew chapter 24, 8 and 9. All these things are the beginnings of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. That's rough, Tom. That could happen too. But that's your own. Do you need to worry about getting on a plane? If you sign up today as a child of God for skydiving lessons, do you need to worry about your life? No, dive out of that plane. Enjoy yourself. Just spread eagle, spread eagle. You're fine. God ordained martyrdom is your only, let's go over the three. Three threats to us while we're on earth. Everybody want me to preach longer or not? Yeah. You said you did in the old church. I know there's new people here going, please shut up so I can finally get out of here because it's too embarrassing for me to get up in front of all these people and leave. <laughs> there's only three threats to us while on earth. Number one, persecution, Matthew 5, 11 and 12. But blessed are you when people insult you. 
All the Christians think they're here to be loved and appreciated. No, you're here to love, not be loved. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely sell you all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You could be persecuted. You don't go out and aim for peer persecution. But if you stand, you will be persecuted. You should have seen what we endured in March and April of 2020 as a church that never closed and never will. You should have seen what we endured. It was not fun. I had confrontations with relatives. But you stand. Number two, as I've discussed at length, martyrdom, Revelation 6, 9, and 10. The fifth seal, the cry of the martyrs. I just discovered, man, I butchered the word martyr. I spelled it all wrong. I can't help but give you my observations. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain. For what reason? For the word of God. The very thing that the modern church is avoiding. That's why they all, as my wife talked about, that's why they all took PPP money from Anthony Fauci. Millions upon millions of dollars, and now you will open a transgender bathroom. You will have men, pervert men, in the bathroom with your daughter. You'll have no choice. You close, they'll close your building down for you. You're indebted now. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood, till you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. It can't happen. And we have to be willing to lay our lives down for God-ordained martyrdom. This is serious business. Today's church is all about smoke machines and disco lights. And worthless, kiped, art church messages off the internet. Endless surface level love and tolerance and accommodation. That's why you have verses in the Bible that Jesus said, this is in Matthew 24, 10 through 13. At that time, many will turn away from the faith. Why? They don't even know what the faith is. They've been told their entire life that you avoid the truth in the name of love. You don't tell the guy who is a guy swimmer, a man swimmer, you are a man, go swim with the men. But I identify as a female. Don't care. I don't care how you identify. Get in the pool with the guys. But many Christians would not consider that to be loving. I'm seeing you right now because you're not clapping. Well, that doesn't seem very, that doesn't seem very loving. <laughs> Love rejoices in the truth. You don't believe me? It's 1 Corinthians 13, 6. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, does not rejoice in homosexuality, does not rejoice in lust. It rejoices in telling people what is true. I mean, you, if you sit there and you love the homosexual to a warm, ridden hell, tell me how much you love the person. You never even told them. You never gave them a chance. But you love them more than someone like me? I'm telling them they're going to hell. Listen, if I didn't stop watching pornography, I was going to hell too, hand in hand with the homosexual. 
Both of us perverted sexual sinners. Does it make you feel better now? There you go. I don't look at myself as above anybody. Sinners saved by grace. It's just, here's the thing, I'm no longer considered a sinner. I don't even like to call myself that, but it is what it is. Lifespan is a problem for us. We will die. Genesis chapter six, verse three. Average age of death in America, 77. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be what? 120 years. Yeah, that's the old covenant. Yeah, that's the Abrahamic covenant, which mirrors the new covenant. You're supposed to live 120 years. There's people all over the earth that are walking around fully healthy right now that are 117 years old. It's a fact. Though the countries that honor their parents, where does that come from? Oh, Exodus 23 through 17. If you honor your parents, you'll have long life. We, just, we, we put our parents in homes here. And Americans die at 77. In Japan, they go too far. They actually worship their parents, literally. But lo and behold, there's all kinds of Japanese people walking around at 107, heading to Starbucks on their bike, 107. That should be you, by the way. But if you want, Tom, is it too late for me because I've thought, I've thought the wrong thing my whole life? No, reverse it now in Jesus' name. Instill it right now in place. Put the word of God in place right now. We have a limited life. Hebrews chapter nine, verse 27. Just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. Those are your only three threats. Persecution, can't kill you with persecution unless you wanna die. Martyrdom, that's God ordained. And then you will, your life, your body will give out. Eventually it'll give out. But at 120. And you can do it just like Moses. In Deuteronomy 34, seven. Moses was 120 years old. Strange how that worked out again. Yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. He climbed a mountain and died. That's gonna be me. I'm gonna pick my mountain. And on my 120th birthday, none of my family wants to live that long. Everybody in my family wants to die at 90. That's their business. I wanna live to 120 just for mockery. Just to mock the earth. Just for revenge. Gosh, he's still, he's still pastoring? Isn't that guy like 112? Yep. Eat it! <laughs> Matthew 6, 25 and 27. Therefore, take, there, listen to this. I say to you, take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather in their barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Who by warning can add a single hour to his life? Right? Now I will tell you this. When you say, take no thought for your life, who is Jesus talking to? Those who have installed and instilled the word of God. If you are not operating in the word of God and you are a Christian, take thought for your life. But if you have installed the word of God where you are binding and you are loosing and you are standing on the word of God, take no thought. Enjoy your life. 
It's like if you have a really good marriage, you don't really, a lot of you, a lot of you guys, you're jealous of your spouses. You put on these strict rules. Call me whenever you arrive. You got your husband on a tracker on his phone. There's a little red light on your phone. Okay, he's at Walmart. He said, okay, we're good. Every time your husband's in the presence of a female, you freak out. You've not installed the word of God and you have not instilled the word of God in your life. If you are, and you have a lousy marriage. Oh, they, oh, we're just so committed that, you know, we're, you know, I never am alone with this. I'm never, you know, all this. I mean, I know there's boundaries. I don't meet with women alone in my office, but I certainly, if, <laughs> stand back, social distance, 7.8 feet. Because my wife might be thinking there's something going on. Look at me, there's nothing going on. I mean, come on. No need to worry there. But if you have these verses where you're talking, what, and it's mirrored in, in Acts 20, 24, where Paul is speaking. Where he just, he just says, you know what, I take no thought for my life. But he has the word of God. And he was somebody who gave up his life, but he didn't die of disease. When, when, when Jesus says, take no thought for your life, it isn't, well, whatever happens, happens. It means that the word of God is installed and instilled in your life. And therefore, you don't need to take thought for your life. I don't ever worry about getting sick. I don't worry about dying young. I don't worry about traffic crashes. I take no thought for my life because I have bound and loosed those things. The only threat to me is God-ordained martyrdom. Where do you get this from? It's the Bible, folks. It's not a health and wealth gospel. It's the Bible. If you tithe, he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. That's the Bible. If you tithe, he'll open the windows of heaven for you and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. That's the Bible. It's not health and wealth. It's what the word of God says. Again, if health and wealth is the Bible, convert. It's all predicated on the word of God. Predicated on the word. Otherwise, please take thought. Psalm chapter 37, one through five and nine. The heritage of the righteous and the calamity of the wicked. The son of da- Psalm of David. Do not fret because of evildoers. You may think that someone like me who talks about these things all the time is fixated on, on, on evildoers. I am not. I just expose them and live my life. If, you, if people, I've said this before many times in this church, if you were to follow me around, you would be bored. You wouldn't be that impressed. Because I just relax and enjoy my life. I'm either on or I'm off. I don't sit around, oh, Joe Biden, freaking Joe Biden. Oh, oh I can't stand him. Well, I go sit in the hot tub, find some chicken wings candy. My son was making fun of me the other day. He goes, dad, how many people your age do you think actually go to 7-Eleven to get candy? (laughs) I do. That's right after the Ukraine uh, invasion. 
I went and got Dove Bars. Filled with caramel. They're delicious. I, told, I sent Tommy and I said, buy everyone you can get. He came out with 10 Dove Bars. They're this big. I've eaten six of them so far. In two days. <laughs> delicious. It's really how I live my life. You should too. Unless there's, unless there's, even if it's martyrdom, you know what you'll do if it's God ordained martyrdom and you're a real believer? You'll be like, oh yeah. Yes! That's what you'll do. Yes! The highest form of Christianity. Yes, in Jesus' name. Just like Arthur Pulaski. You think he's depressed in prison? No, he's mocking them. He's shoving it up their own caboose by not eating. Caboose Cafe right there. Calgary prison. For they shall soon, the evildoers will soon be cut down like the grass. You don't need to worry about them anymore. Wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Now I want you to focus on these verses. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. We're gonna go till 12.15. Everybody with me? It's 12.02. You good? All right. I will stop preaching at 12.15, so you need to relax. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Remember that verse, because you're gonna hear it mirrored in this. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 9. But know this, that in the last days, and we are at the beginnings of those last days, the beginnings of sorrows, how long they'll last? How many of us know how long they're gonna last? You need to hearken back to Scripture. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. But know this, dear friends, that with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. We don't know how long it's going to last. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That's what we're seeing now, but listen now. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people turn away. Many churches have a form of godliness. But the moment a 99.9% .9 survival virus is presented to you, you do exactly what the world tells you to do. A world that you are commanded to no longer conform to. Amen. See, what happens is, I said this on the podcast, not using my own tweet, is what happens is the Democrats or the left or the globalist left or demons presents you with a problem. I said last night, you use Putin and COVID. How different are they? They're both evil, correct? They're both evil. They're both a problem, right? But the solution to the problem that they present to you is worse than the problem itself. 
And then if you don't buy into their solution, you're set to support the problem. You're pro-COVID if you don't wear a mask. No, masks don't do anything, so I'm not gonna wear lies. If you don't buy into their solution, then you're pro the problem. You're pro-Putin if you don't want to invade Ukraine with the United States Marine Corps. No, thank you. That's what they do every time. And what happens? The Christians and the conservatives, because they don't want to be name-called, jump on board with the mask-wearing, with Ukraine are angels and Russians are demons. They're neither. It's an amalgam of humanity. You think Americans are all angels? We elect people like Barack Obama. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be overly eager to strap on an M16 and go to his war. It's controversial to say, don't care. Don't care. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people, turn away. So what are you supposed to do with people who have a form of godliness, but deny its power? You're afraid to say it. You don't think it's loving. The Bible tells you what to do, therefore it is love. If they have a form of godliness, but deny its power. In other words, you're going to a church that tells you cancer's teaching you a lesson. The very cancer that Psalm 103.3 says, that he took up our infirmities and carried our diseases, who forgives your sins and heals all your diseases. And then you have a pastor who tells you that cancer is bringing humility into your life or depression. Depression's bringing humility. Anxiety's bringing you humility. Where, you, where the Bible says he's given us a spirit that gives, we're no longer, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So one, a pastor's telling you depression and anxiety is bringing you humility, but the word of God says exactly the opposite. They have a form of godliness that they are calling love. This is why you have Psalm 138.2, that he's magnified his word above all his name, because they're preaching their heresy under the name of Jesus. Knowing all these things, you're more than conquerors through him who loved you. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with lust, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, here we go. Now, as Janus and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith. But listen. But they shall progress no further. This is what's happening right now. Before your very eyes. I've told you this for months. We are winning. You're going to see victories in the United States over the next few months that you have never seen before. Historic victories that you have never seen before. And I say this to all that I've offended that are watching online and that are in this building right now. You are still welcome to join the fight. You just need to say, I was wrong. You don't need to say it to me. If you're a Christian leader, you need to do a Facebook Live today and say, you know what, I was wrong. You caved to COVID. You, why, what's the point of that, Tom? Because how would, you, how would all the people under your leadership, how will they know how to stand on the next thing? When the next totalitarian uh, 
whatever you want to call it, next totalitarian scheme is unfolded before their eyes, how will they know what to do if you never said you were wrong? Now you've given them the option to cave again. When Klaus Schwab comes to you and says, you know what, we stuck a window meter in the sky today and there's a little bit too many, there's a little bit too, too many CO2 particles flying around, lockdown, please. Since you never admitted you were wrong the first time, what will your church do now? They'll do it again. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's why Jesus in, in Matthew chapter four, verse 17, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'll give you an example of my own, 1209. Hello, hello. When the George Floyd thing happened with Derek Chauvin, I came out right away and was like, you know what? He flat out killed him. Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd. And I came out on Facebook and said it. And I said it three times after that. See how I mark mine? See, I'm not afraid. I, listen, I have lots, and of lots of faults and failings. Lots of them. But transparency is not one of them. Amen. When you're wrong, you're wrong. And now since then, I've come out and said those words numerous times. I was wrong. You're wrong? I thought he did kill him. How did he kill him? I said it on, I said it on the face. He killed him. Came out and did a Facebook Live. Lots of people watching. Especially since I was an ex-cop, he killed him. Did he? Well, let's look. So in order for Derek Chauvin to have killed George Floyd, it would have had to have been strangulation, correct? Right? There's no other way for him to have killed him except for to asphyxiated him, correct? Problem is, George Floyd at the moment of death had a 95% oxygen saturation rate in his lungs. He was fully oxygenated the entire event. He was saying that he couldn't breathe when he was backseat alone in the police car. Now, am I saying that I would have handled that police call that way? Absolutely freaking not. Horrible job on the police call. You know what you do when somebody's on their belly and they tell you you can't breathe? What do you do? Hey, we got any cops in here? What do you do? Roll them up, sit them on their butt. Dummies. Got four cops sitting around. And everybody's filming you? Now they're all going to prison. But did he murder him? He's convicted of manslaughter, murder too. How, how did he kill him? Now George Floyd had three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in his bloodstream. That's what he died of, and that's what the coroner said, but yet a man was convicted of killing him. Now you could sue Derek Chauvin, he should be fired, all those things, that's true, but he certainly didn't kill somebody. And it, well, when I found that out, because I remember, Buck's still in here, right? Buck, Buck came out right away and said, everybody needs to cool their jets and let's see what this really is. Remember that? He was getting roasted on Facebook. And I thought he was wrong, but he was right. You can't, kill, you can't asphyxiate somebody whose lungs are fully asphyxiated. I mean, it's full, are fully saturated. You can't. So if you're wrong, you say, I'm wrong. If you see now all over the globe a proliferation of vaccine passports and you caved to COVID, you might want to say those vaunted words. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But they shall, I'm finishing right here, but they shall progress no further for their folly will be manifest 
to all. Remember those, Scot those Scottish vaccination rates I was reading to you earlier? Those hospitalization rates, those death rates, those case rates? Their folly is being manifested to all. That's why they gotta have their war. Back to Psalm 37, nine. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. I'll finish right here. Worship team, make your way. I want to show you something. We inherit the entire time. Do you know that? Whatever you lay your hands to, it will prosper. Psalm chapter one, verse three. We inherit the entire time. There's a lot of movement here. Let's try to quell the movement as much as we can, guys. We inherit the entire time. Psalm chapter two, verse eight. Ask of me and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. So we inherit right now while we're on earth. We win. We also win at the end. Romans chapter eight, 19 through 22, and I'm finishing right here. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of who? Of the children of God. Not angels, you. Delivered into your hands. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Until now. It's ours. We inherit the entire time. Amen? Amen. Praise you, Lord. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.